0: This is comic picks by the Glick. Hey, Jason. And hey, I'm your host. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. This is uh, uh, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we're actually recording on <laughs> Easter evening, you know. Yeah, yeah, because it's Easter and we we all had better things to do right now. That's right. Well, before this, anyway. <laughs> yep. So, what's going on? What do you have for us this week? Okay, well, I just want to let let our listeners know that for the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to be going to movie tie-in overtime because, you know, like, we got like a couple comic comic book related movies coming out over the next next month or so because so we got Kickass, we got The Losers, and we got Iron Man. And as we all know, wow, I'm a complete and total whore for tying in this podcast for whatever um, comic related movie or TV show is coming out at the time. So, like, hey, I'm like I'm going to be talking about all the stuff that's um that be that'll be hitting. Hitting your hitting the silver screen over the next month or so. Hey, hey, think of it this way: if you haven't read these, this is like an education. This is like a course in in what's to come. Yeah, because like, hey, even if the uh, movie if the movie isn't isn't as good as its trailer, then hey, you can at least you can at least find out whether or not the like the, um, graphic novel that it's based off of is at least is worth checking out. That's or, right. Like, you know, comic line, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and like in this case. Like I say, I'm starting out with Kick-Ass because it comes out on April 16th. And hey, let me tell you, like, short version is, it pretty much sucks. It doesn't I mean, kick ass? No, it doesn't. <laughs> In fact, I mean, it's got some some mem- some witty parts to it, but overall, it's like, I was completely disappointed by this. Huh. I mean, a lot of the word, on, word of mouth online has basically said that it's... It's dumb. It's stupid. It's trashy. It's racist. Um, and t- to be honest, they're they're pretty much right because, huh. uh, Rick, reading this, it's like, and I liked um, Mark Miller and um, John Romita Jr.'s um, previous collaboration, um, Wolverine Enemy of, the, Enemy of the State, both volumes. I mean, it's just dumb, glorious superhero action. There's just Wolverine. It's like turn into a bad guy, kill like find a bunch of bunch of Marvel. Marvel universes on um, greatest, greatest heroes, killing and killing one of them at least, mm-hmm. and um, then um, eventually getting his mind back and then like, taking this, taking the fight to the bad guys, and it's just like good over the top stuff, a lot of fun, and I'd recommend like pick, picking that up as opposed to this. <laughs> Kick Ass, on the other hand, is just, is has like a unique premise because like it's not something I've necessarily it's probably been done before, but I can't remember if it. Any particular title that's done this off the top of my head? Because while there's plenty of stories of like regular guys trying to become superheroes, like you know, in the regular in like a Marvel or DC universe, mm-hmm. Kick-Ass basically has a guy as a regular high school kid just deciding, hey, you know what? Why why can't I be a superhero? And just like puts on a, gets like a spandex wetsuit, goes out and starts trying to fight crime in the real world, such as it is. Well, you know, it's like it's not nice premise, but the execution is so joyless and on the on the nose that I honestly really couldn't couldn't get into it. I mean, it's available in a twenty five dollar hardcover and it's, you see, the problem. Let's start with with the main character, Dave, Dave, uh, see, Dave Lezeski. I mean, he's he's your average average high school kid. Like a horny comic, comic book loving geek, and um, he there's really not a whole lot, whole lot like, uh, whole lot to, to interest you in him besides the fact that he's the main character. I mean, like he's like he likes he thinks his his high school biology teacher is hot. He's got hot for a girl who thinks he's a total creep. Dylan and That he figures like, hey, he's more exciting than like no anyone else has done before. Why don't I give it a shot? So he does, in the first issue, his ass kicked so badly that he is in the hospital for months and months and months, or a couple months, and um, and eventually after, and his ass kicked so badly that he just decides like, oh, I'm not going. I don't want to do this again. Like, I, I put my dad, my dad was put out by this. Like, he, I have to pay through all the bills and therapy. What? I don't want to do this anymore. Then the, next, then the next, panel after he decides he decides, oh what the hell! i um, I like that he does succeed this time by going out and um being a seeing a guy from a, a savage beating, and wouldn't you know it, someone's um videotaping this to put up on YouTube, and suddenly he's an internet sensation, and then things go on from there. Okay, and things get even more ludicrous. Um, once the um like um the series main plot thread um gets. Like kicks hold and uh, and um, kick ass is recruited by um, Big Daddy and Hit Girl in order to um, help fight the mob. Now it's like it's been let's see it's, it's been a decent it's been a decent um, like a um, bit of bit of quasi quasi realistic wish film up until this point. But then when um, then like it's, the series uh, it goes into like full action action movie overload and just kind of like oh what the hell <laughs> it's like it's and it's the, but and then at the end like yeah, like Dave um it's like Dave suddenly Dave realizes the futility of, beco- of being being a superhero in light of all the bloodshed and violence he's these partake partaking in and just like and event and he's also and it hasn't gotten him anywhere at the end all he's got is his memories because huh. and, and so it's like it's just one of those things where like you know it's like you could say that like um that writer Mark Miller is holding up like a it's like like a quasi-realistic mirror to like like fanboy desires to be a superhero, but you look at this and it's like it's one hand it's it's wishful it's it starts off as like as real wish fulfillment, but then like his like his ultra his uh, depressed his depressing a, and um his depressing and mean spirited end just gives the feeling of like you know well what was the point of this? I mean it's like it it gets it reeks of an ending that, that was given by that that was set up by someone who says oh you know what. If I might if um, something bad and tragic happened to our hero at the end, it's like that makes our that makes my, my work that much more deeper and more meaningful. And that's that's the ending that this that's the kind of stuff that this ending reeks of. Just the fact that, you know, it's like it you know, if it, I guess if it had been a more been a, if it had been a more happy ending, it wouldn't have redeemed the series, but at least have been a lot more palatable plat- to take. I mean, this overall the series Reminds me nothing so much as um, this, this anime series I watched watch a while back called um, Welcome to the NHK," which basically has shows you like a r- truly pathetic individual like a hikikomori, hik- someone who can't, someone who like who is tragically scared of um becoming of um interacting with the outside world, and then he's eventually like led to become an otaku um by through, through this one girl who tries to help him and his and his next door neighbor. And it's 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 a very um wicked mean-spirited no not necessarily mean-spirited just just mean um mean take on like on what on the current state of fanboyism in japan and it's it's one thing but the thing is it's actually a lot of fun to watch because it's it's frankly hilarious but it's hilarious also um underlined by the fact that hey you know what it's like if it this thing would be really depressing if it wasn't so funny because you watch the show and if you are any kind of fanboy you will see yourself reflected in this (laughs) like kick-ass you look at you look at dave in there and you think my god man that he's such a he's such a pathetic wuss i'm glad i'm not i'm glad i'm not, not as bad as him like miller just completely overstates mark by making um Dave, as pathetic as he is, another thing Miller overstates in um, his um, quest to um, in his quest to show like um, what superheroes would be like in real life is just his, is his dialogue. Now, when he, when he came onto the scene in, in a, the Authority and um, Ultimate X Men, like his dialogue um, and his constantly constant name dropping of um, real world celebrities into his stories was was you know kind of clever and a bit refreshing. Now it just comes off as plain old tired because. I swear it's it's the series like didn't have Miller's const his his dialogue now just reads like really tone tone deaf and on the nose like instead of like just, you know like showing you what the characters are like he tells you exactly what they're feeling in the it's like like in, in the dialogue boxes and it's and like it's more grating whenever he's trying to uh talk about the um Talk about, like when he tries to insert real, real comic book stuff into, it's like into the story, Like when talks when Dave talks about like how great um Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men is, um in the first issue, it doesn't come off as like as an honest, um as a character like as Dave like honestly thinking of this. It comes off as as uh, Mark Mark Miller um sucking Joss Whedon's cock, <laughs> you know, like, in this. It's like in the, like in this issue, and it's like I look at this, I, I wouldn't be like Whedon is kind of like, oh, you know. I I really didn't that's kind of embarrassing man it's like you know you (laughs) really don't need to talk about me like that like I it's it's ridiculous and it's just um it's just painful to read a lot of times I mean Mm -hmm. Miller just I think at this point Miller just needs to like just step back and just like reassess and just like reassess himself but or at least very I get the feeling that like with stuff like this he might just be better off suited to I just um, like doing um, big, dumb, glorious superhero epics from here on out. Okay. As for the artist, um, John Romita Jr. Um, he, well, I mean, he comes through this relatively unscathed. I mean, he's a great artist, and the fact that the series was delayed for so long, I'm willing to bet, is mainly because Miller just took so damn long writing it. Um, but because Romita, his art, it's like he's so has a good, good, aggressive caricature here, and the action scenes are action scenes that are really are generally really well. Really well handled, and um, but um, overall, it's like you know. I just look at this and think, you now like his, like his, his artistry can put to, probably be put to better use elsewhere. Mm. Um, overall, it's like I look this, and, oh, but I will say that some of the bits are clever, such as um after um after Kickass um has his ass kicked in his first outing, he loses super his um, wetsuit and everyone and after like people hear about this, they find out that they. Th- his class thinks he's gay because he was, that he was he was found in like in like in the West New York's West End, and uh, he was sophisticated he's got got beat up because he was hustling his ass to his clients, oh. and um this one girl he likes um who thought he was a creep before him takes an interest him because he thinks she's he's gay, and um just develops a relationship with him with that 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 thing is just that eventually is um turned into garbage, but it's it's a clever clever setup. And also, um, Hit Girl, like she's a she's a cute character in that she's like a she's like a um t- like a le- ten year old psychopath who um goes around um like killing killing all the bad guys with with ruthless efficiency. It's um you've probably seen her in the in the trailers and I have no doubt that it's that it's probably gonna be she probably look a lot better on screen than in than the comic. In fact, like the trailers do actually um, seem to present a more energetic and um, like enjoy, like, like, um, enjoyable version of, of the kick-ass world than what I've seen in the comic book. And also, I, also I want to note that, you know, I'm only a little bit that Nicolas Cage just signed on to oh. this, if only because of the fact that if he didn't, he would have gone on to um, just do a Big Daddy to, to become what Big Daddy is in the comic. Oh. And I can not throw go into spoilers, but once you see... But assuming they keep the twist of his character alive in the movie... Then yeah, it's like I can just see that. You know, like if he signed on to this, because like if he didn't, then Nicolas Cage would have done this in real life eventually. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's like like the trailers make it seem like a um, like it's going to be a more enjoyable movie than the graphic novel was. But well, we know how trailers can be sometimes. Yep. Yeah. So um, look for my thoughts on this eventually once. And because if guys who no know podcast or men don't want to talk about it, then I'll probably write up my thoughts after I see the movie. Which will hopefully be um more entertaining than I'll get a more entertaining um movie for, for like um nine or ten bucks than I did for buying the, the hardcover graphic novel for twenty five. <laughs> well, not twenty five, like sixteen from Amazon. <laughs> anyway, so on that note, well, there's plenty of other um better stuff that um Miller and John Romita Jr. have done and I recommend you buy that instead of kick ass. <laughs> okay. On that note, we're gonna call it a night, and we'll be back back in two weeks time to talk about a much better um, series of graphic novels um, that have been adapted into a movie. I talk, of course, of The Losers. Alright? Okay. So see you next time. See you next time.